a glimpse into the history of the Utah Genome Project, up next on The Scope. Examining the latest research and telling you about the latest breakthroughs, the Science and Research Show is on The Scope. I'm talking with Dr. Ray Justlin, Emeritus Professor of Human Genetics at the University of Utah. Emeritus, I guess that means you've been around a while. (laughs) I've been around a long time. (laughs) When did you start at the University of Utah? I came here in 1978. What what was it that brought you to Utah from the East Coast, I believe, right? So I had been at Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory, sort of hotbed of genetics and molecular biology, for about 11 years. Um, Jim Watson was the director uh, of that institution, and I worked with him there as uh, assistant director. Um, and uh, had not known much of anything about Utah. And then two uh, things happened that made me made my ears perk up. One was uh, Mario Capecchi, who I had worked with as a graduate student years ago, uh, had made the decision to move to Utah, and he was leaving Harvard to go to Utah. So that told me something special must be happening there because I had great respect for him. John Roth spent a sabbatical year in my laboratory at Cold Spring Harbor, a very smart geneticist from Berkeley, uh, and he was moving to Utah. And mm-hmm. I said, if those two guys are going to Utah, there must be something really unusual going on. Then uh, I had the opportunity to come out here and look at a job, and uh, it was uh, love at first sight. Mm-hmm. Um, staying at uh, Alta Lodge, looking at High Rustler uh, in the springtime uh, was hard to, uh, hard to turn down. Uh, but it was really the genetics opportunity when I saw what the um, genetic resources were here. And what were those resources? Well, it was mostly people, uh, a great bunch of people who were uh, at Utah with the idea of doing long-term projects uh, that would be hard to do many places where quick return is expected. Uh, and there was the uh, Mormon genealogical database, uh, which I really didn't know much about, but realized this has got to be important for the future of understanding uh, genes in humans. Um, but I think it was the the style of the place more than anything else that really uh, appealed to me, that the guy down the hall is a colleague, not a competitor, that he's someone mm-hmm. you can do things with and collaborate with, uh, made it very appealing. And what was it like then? There was already a genetics uh, effort going on here, and it really goes back to uh, some of the early founders, George Cartwright, Frank Tyler, uh, Max Wintrobe, uh, Eldon Gardner, who saw the uh, opportunity of, of pursuing genetics long before any of this technology came along, partly because of the, the unique resources here in, in Utah. In fact, the very first uh, research grant that the National Institutes ever gave out, <laughs> the only one at the beginning in 1945, came to Utah, to Frank Tyler, um, to study a a family with a muscle disease. He had assembled a huge family with many, many uh, members, some of whom had the disease, some of whom didn't. Uh, And he got this $300,000 grant from NIH uh, to begin to study that family. So that goes back to 1945. Yeah, that's amazing. And then Mark Skolnick uh, came in 1970. I believe, uh, to begin to computerize the genealogical database. Uh, That was really started by a planning grant for uh, cancer research from uh, NIH. Uh, And the uh, thought was that if we could 
get the genealogical records uh, in a computer database, you could begin to uh, search and assemble uh, families that would be uh, useful to study for, for understanding their genetics. And that's what's called the Utah Population Database today. Uh, and then the, it, it built from there. And at, when the Human Genetics Department was, uh, was uh, founded uh, with Ray White and I as the initial leaders, uh, that uh, it was building on a big base that was already here. Really, the seeds of all this is the unique population that's here in Utah, I imagine. I mean, the, the fact that they keep detailed records on their ancestry and, and have large families. Yes, and, and I think it's more than that. I think uh-huh. the, the population has a, a real um, innate interest in genetics. Mm-hmm. They're interested in, in their, their, their heritage, their families, and keeping track of that. Uh, plus, they're very willing to be involved in, in studies. Uh, if you go to a, a family that might have a disease you wanted to look at and ask people if they'll participate in the study, 95% of the people will sign up and say, terrific, here's 10 milliliters of blood, um, see what you can do. That's very different other places in the country. But the value of that uh, large uh, database has taken on, I think, even greater meaning just in the last few years. The hope was that just by looking at large numbers of people with different diseases, you could find all the genes that cause disease. Well, that Mm -hmm. turned out to be not so simple because many genes are involved in most diseases. Mm -hmm. So if you take some common disease, say high blood pressure, you can find a thousand different genes, each of which contribute some small amount to that predisposition to high blood pressure. Well, it turns out scanning uh, the population at large uh, for those genes and figuring it out just doesn't work. What works is to identify families and identify and uh, sequence genomes of uh, five or six people from one family, some of whom have the disease, some of them don't. That's the way you find the, the specific genes involved in that family and then, by extension, to other families. So the family structures become absolutely crucial now for the next stage of of uh, finding genes involved in uh, predisposing to human disease. That's what is becoming the precision medicine initiative Precision medicine, personalized medicine, whatever you want to call it. But it's here, it's got a long way to go, but it's going to be a fun ride to watch. Interesting, informative, and all in the name of better health. This is the Scope Health Sciences Radio.